Louisa, the donkey's got up again. Let's unpack the magic. everybody hello welcome to another episode of the team unicorn podcast my name is tyler and i'm sammy and today we are bringing you our second official episode of the dig a little deeper series yes with one of our favorite movies absolute favorite movies uh, we're going to be talking about encanto today mm-hmm. um i don't really feel like we need to get a whole lot into the specifics of what encanto is i'm sure most people if they're listening to the podcast have probably have already seen the movie countless times yes mm-hmm. um but it is absolutely one of our favorite movies um it's one of those movies that we just like we always go back to we'll always watch it uh it's it's always good there's i like i don't think that there's anything wrong with there, there's not like a flaw with this movie right and the soundtrack is just amazing so we listen to that all the time all the time <laughs> so yeah like it's just it's a perfect movie yeah, and so we'll start uh, today's episode talking a little bit about um, just the movie itself, what we like about it, and then we're gonna kind of dive into some of like the fan theories or mm-hmm. um, kind of maybe speculate on some of our own yeah. theories about uh, the movie Encanto and uh, what it all kind of holds for us. Here. Yes, because there are so many, like there's so many like hidden like Easter eggs, um, just like things to like find throughout the movie, and then. Yeah, like once the movie just blew up on TikTok, like I feel like there was just theory after theory right. um, yeah, to so kind let, of unpack. With right. This movie. So let's start with that. Like, because you mentioned TikTok, like, mm-hmm. I feel like we were one of like the cool kids that saw the movie before it got popular. <laughs> right. We saw it opening weekend uh, in we, theaters. In yeah. theaters. Um, yeah. So I think that was around like Thanksgiving last year. Correct. It came out. So it was still like during the pandemic and, um, you know, I think a lot of people were still, like, probably not wanting to go out as There was much. some probably some hesitancy yeah. still to go to the theaters at that point. And um, I'm glad that Disney decided to release it into theaters um, initially. Um, just because, like I said, like, we got, like, that first little, like, we, I feel like we got that, like, special treatment. Like, we got to see it before, like, a lot of other people did. Yeah. Or a lot of other people wanted to see it. Because, um, you know, I remember sitting there in the theater and it was kind of a moment. I know we've talked about this in the past when we watched the greatest showman for the first time. Uh, it finally got to the point where come alive came on. And like, at that point, like my jaw dropped and I'm like, this yeah. is a movie I'm going to like love for the rest of the time. I <laughs> love this film. And I got that pretty, pretty quickly on with Encanto as well. Yeah. I think from the opening number, like it just kind of, I don't know, grabs you in. Right. And like, so, like, I remember, like, watching it in the theaters. And that, that moment that really got me was Waiting on a Miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, And the same kind of thing happened with in Greatest Showman. Like, I feel like my jaw, like, literally dropped. And I'm just like, this is it. Like, yeah. this is a movie <laughs> for me. I love this movie. I'm going to make this, a, like, everything about my personality for, like, the next, <laughs> like, several months. Yeah. Well, and Lin-Manuel Miranda was behind the music for Encanto. And we pretty much love everything that he does anything so he does. like this movie had pretty high expectations for us and i don't think it disappointed at all no. like it just really hit with everything like it, the movie is just amazing yeah so we were we were listening to the music and we had fallen in love with the movie um for a good month and then all of a sudden disney announced that hey we're gonna release it on disney plus yep. um kind of as like an end of the year christmas kind of gift for everyone and then it just took the world by storm. It did. It really blew up. Like, you couldn't go on TikTok without getting, like, several, like, videos, like, really In a row. Like, yeah. my For You page was just inundated <laughs> with Encanto yeah. content, which I wasn't complaining about. I wasn't mad about. I'm still not mad about when I see Encanto no. content come up here. I absolutely love it and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, because we had only seen it the the one time in theaters and then we hadn't seen it again until it came to Disney Plus. So it was just amazing to see all of these like, you know, Easter eggs, you know, things that we didn't catch the first time. Um, and then like all of these like theories that were coming out. I'm just like, oh, I never thought about that. And mm-hmm. um, and I love that. Like I love like, you know, 
hearing something and then just watching it again and be like, oh, yeah, I like that. Or like, hmm, I'm not really too sure about like that theory. Um, but yeah, it was just everywhere on TikTok. Yeah. And I loved the the Easter eggs there because I, you know, obviously also only seeing it for the first time. Like, so we, we were really like, we really loved the music of it. And then, so that, that's yeah. what kept us until we got the, the movie on Disney Plus. But then like people like finding out, like, especially like the one that kind of stands out to me right away is in We Don't Talk About Bruno um, when Dolores and Mirabelle are singing together. Mm-hmm. And then like up way in the background, there's just a little shadow of uh, Bruno like jamming out to his own yeah. like song <laughs> that they're like making fun of him or like, you know, just bashing him. And he's just up there like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. this is a good bop. And I'm just like, yes. like, I never would have thought about that or known that had I not seen that before. Yeah. Or like a lot of like um what the characters are wearing, like the families, like the different families all have like their different colors and Mirabelle um, has like something on her dress for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like those getting pointed out for the first time, which I'm assuming after a couple more times of watching it, like we would have like put that all together but just like people like saying oh i noticed this right away and it's like i didn't really notice all of that (laughs) like um so it was it was a good like two three month like deep dive into like the lore of encanto and like Mm -hmm. the music behind it and all these theories and easter eggs and that's kind of what um kind of stems this episode today is just really kind of um talking more about like all the theories that we've heard some of the theories that we have and you know what we think of some of maybe the the bad theories that we've been <laughs> yeah. off there. Um, but uh, just uh, stepping back and talking about the movie in general, do you have like any like favorites characters or favorite moments of the, of the movie? Um, I really like Louisa. Mm-hmm. I think I really relate to her. Well, and her song is probably like one of my favorites, like surface pressure. Um, yeah. I think just identifying as the older sibling, um, you know, growing up and I just, I just really felt a lot of that and um and even to this day like I think um she still is very relatable I think just um just having that I don't know that millennial like personality like you know I think there was so much pressure on us to like uh you know do well you know if you do good you know you're going to like succeed in life and um you know which maybe isn't always the case but um yeah i think she's just a really relatable character and um mm-hmm. and i really love her song it's one of my favorites yeah um, and i feel like every song is such a good song but like, so i'm like oh yeah that's such a good song I, I just, it's one of the best songs on the the soundtrack and then we'll listen to the next song and i'm just like <laughs> Okay, there's not like a bad song on this soundtrack at all. No, there isn't. Um, I think another one of my favorites, and I know we've talked about it before, but Dos Orguitas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's not, it's probably not um like everyone's favorite, um, just because it is like a slower song and it's in Spanish. Um, but it's so beautiful. Like I like of all of the music and stuff that Lynn has worked on, like that is probably like up there as like one of my my most favorite. Mm-hmm. Um things that he's created and i remember when the um the oscars were announced earlier this year and disney had um nominated or put up for nomination dos orguitas instead of we don't talk about bruno and mm-hmm. by that point like we don't talk about bruno was just like it was everywhere oh yeah like, and it, it was, surpassed it, let it go um, yeah it was like on like mainstream radio like yeah. i remember like tuning into like our local like pop everyday hits you know today's hit station and hearing it several yep. times like <laughs> that's how big this song was yeah and they didn't nominate that song yeah. for the Oscar for Oscar contention. But then like the the more we watched the movie and the more like I listened to it and then finally like getting the the translated version and, and reading the lyrics in English, mm-hmm. like I, I would have almost preferred that song to have been nominated over We yeah. Don't Talk About yeah. Bruno, just because it's such a beautiful, significant song to the overall theme and the message yes. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love that one. Um, I guess one of my favorite characters is Isabella. Um, and I think that kind of stems from the fact that like, if this was her movie, she would have already been a Disney princess by now. <laughs> yeah. Like she, she fits like literally all the categories or all the qualifications for it. Like she looks like a Disney princess. So, um, I think that it also stems from the fact that I really like the song. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. That's probably one of like my top songs on the soundtrack. Um, and I just, I don't know, I just think it's really, it's really fun. And like, it's, you know, she's coming to terms with 
Like she doesn't have to be this perfect person or she doesn't have to, you know, deal with the the pressures and the weights that everyone is putting on her. She can just do whatever she wants to do. And she's finally yeah. realizing she can do whatever she wants to do. And um, I think that kind of follows along with like Luisa's song where she's kind of like, you know, coming to terms with all the pressure she's dealing with and yeah. all the anxiety. And like this movie in general is just so like, or it deals with so much like familial trauma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. And I think that's why it's, it's, probably it's, bad so, relatable. it's so relatable. <laughs> um, but it's so, it's very true though. Like it's, it is, you know, taking the, the family dynamics and it's not all bad Um, because we were talking earlier about um Mirabelle's parents and oh, how like the amazing they are. Like, they are like the best example of like what parents should be like standing mm-hmm. up for your for your kids um you know especially to somebody like that it's probably not very easy to stand up to like standing up you know to like your own you know mother or whatever like it's um but it, it was just amazing to see like that done in such like a positive way right and like across the board like I mean, we'll get into Abuela in a little bit because I, <laughs> ugh, she frustrates yeah. <laughs> me so much. But like, even on the opposite end with the with the other um, siblings, so you have like Julieta, who's obviously like an, an amazing mom to uh, Mirabel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like even Felix and Peppa are great parents to um, Antonio and uh, Dolores. And I just really like how like they are in love with each other and like they just it's it's a very strong bond and knit, knitted family once you get underneath the level of abuela. Yeah. <laughs> um and I just I really like that. And I just feel like not a lot of Disney movies, you know, I guess growing up had like these families that had both a uh, loving, supportive mom and dad being mm. there for everything. It's either mom was killed off or dad was killed off or like the, the kid's an orphan or you right. know, whatever the case is. <laughs> yeah. Um, classic Disney movie with no parents. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's nice, especially like these last couple films that have come out with like, I guess like Coco was good where they had like a big fam, uh, you know, family dynamic um, or even um some other movies that have come out recently that have had that shown like that full like onward had like yeah, a really supportive mom and like a stepdad who was trying to come in and like make the best mm-hmm. and like they were dealing with family dynamics so like i feel like that's been like the key trend like as of late mm-hmm. really like digging into like the the familial um pressures and familial dynamics but like this movie just really set it off with having just issues coming from the top <laughs> yes um yeah i don't know do you want to get into it yeah let's, right now? <laughs> let's i guess let's talk about her we we just recently watched the movie just to kind of reacclimate ourselves because it's been a little bit since we've seen it um and by a little bit a i little mean bit, like, a, like couple weeks. a few weeks <laughs> <laughs> um and boy do i just don't like abuela i uh, she just frustrates me so much i don't yeah. think that like she serves the purpose of what the movie is supposed to be about, but like at the, at the end when Mirabelle like kind of forgives her and she's like, I understand where you're coming from. And I'm like, no, be freaking petty. Like <laughs> she was so mean to you. She was so mean to Bruno. She doesn't care about the family. She just cares about Casita. Like, Oh, she's a Disney villain in my mind. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she is. Well, okay. So another thing that's interesting with that is a lot of times Disney villains are like, green is their aesthetic abuela is not green mm-hmm. and i don't know if they did that on purpose to try to trick us oh to, i'm sure they did um because bruno is obviously that's his color and he's he's not the villain and he's set um, up to be the villain you know primarily for like the not, not yes. that this movie that necessarily has a villain but he's he's set up to be like the bad person, the bad person. i guess yeah but it's that it's that abuela and she's not green <laughs> like she has that plum color dress or whatever yeah. um so i thought that was interesting yeah. um i just I, but, I i i find it difficult every time i watch it to the symp the sympathize with abuela yeah i understand that she went through like a like a very traumatic event um but and she admits this in the movie at the end that she was so concerned with holding on to this miracle holding on to the gift that she had got that she didn't pay attention to what her actions were doing to the individual person. Like, yeah. 
I, I I firmly believe that it wasn't Bruno's vision of Mirabel in front of the house that drove Bruno away from the family. He didn't be like, oh, I had this bad vision. Like, I can't be here anymore. It was him having to deal with Abuela not liking that. Well, yeah, because he was under so much pressure because he has these visions of things that are going to come true and they're not always good things, you know, like, you know, in the song, like, we don't talk about Bruno, like, the fish dies, the guy gets a guy, the guy loses his hair, like, Those that was are- all stuff that was going to happen anyway. Um, It's just, that's what he saw and then people just think like, no, Bruno made that happen. Like, no, it was just something that was already going to happen. Yeah. And I just think that Abuela took it the other way. Like it was, these things were going to happen because of Bruno, not Bruno could see these because it was going to happen. Right. Um, And I, I firmly believe that she was, she just annexed him from the family. She just like, I don't want anything to do with Bruno. He is just a menace. He is, causing all these bad things to happen and then bruno was like well if i i love my family but if abuela doesn't love me like i need to leave like Mm -hmm. i don't think that he left on his own terms and he kind of makes that evidence well yeah because he even makes the comment like you know my um my gift wasn't helping the family so Mm -hmm. and that's you know and that's what abuela is all about like you have to we have to earn the miracle that was given to us. Like she even says that in the beginning, um, you know, so you can't just have these gifts and not do something with them. Like you have to, you have to help, you have to prove your worth. Like you can't just like be all like doing whatever with them. You know right. what I mean? Like, um, you know, so because Bruno was having these like, bad visions quote unquote like you know and they weren't helping anybody like he felt like he wasn't good enough to like be in the family mm-hmm. um which getting to like your point right there where you said that you know abuela said like you kind of have to earn these yeah these gifts like how does a kid earn these gifts when they're going into these gift ceremonies at five or six years old like i don't i don't understand how you she could be so hard strung be like you need to earn these gifts you need to yeah. prove that you deserve these gifts but you're six years old. Not nothing against Antonio. I love his character. He is like there's multiple times where like he'll say something and it, like it kind of like chokes me up because he's <laughs> just so cute with his his release on it. But I'm just like, how does how did he at five or six years old earn the gift of talking to yeah. animals? Well, I I don't know. Like I just think like at you know when you're that young, like in and in the beginning, like when Abuela's talking to Mirabel, like you know you have to make your family proud. Um, you know, so I think just always trying to do good and help people, which I guess is, you know, is a good message, but then like, there's no room for like taking care of yourself or Mm -hmm. like doing something for yourself. Like it's always for the good of the family or the community or, you know, it's never like you can't, you know. Which I guess is all fine if you're like, you know, you're doing it for the family or doing it for the community, but then Abuela can't she needs to like be checked into place and be like, that's not the sole purpose. Like you can't just do Mm -hmm. everything for community. You need to do something for yourself. Like this gift needs to benefit you as well. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's where the problem was coming. And so I think that kind of goes into some other like theories or things that, you know, I think kind of happened throughout the movie to kind of put her in check and like, realize you know what she's doing or like the headspace that she's in and what she's thinking um isn't like correct and it's not very healthy it's not like helping the family Mm -hmm. um and i know one of those is um that the casita has the spirit of pedro yes Um, which i we both agree with yeah that that, that's that's a good theory like i I do like that because um just the way that mirabelle is able to interact with the house which i think like pretty much anybody can but you really see it a lot with mirabelle Mm -hmm. um like interacting with the house um but i think like casita could see like the way abuela was um you know, treating everybody and like, you know, how she was expecting everyone to use their gifts and it wasn't healthy. So I think that made, um, 
that made Casita try to send a warning. Yeah, or like a message to Abuela um, by not giving Mirabel a gift. Yeah. Um, because when the miracle is in trouble and Abuela is asking Pedro, you know, for help, like, I think that was his way of helping her, you know, was by, you know, not giving Mirabel a gift. So that way she could see that, you know, her family, like, you know, these amazing people, like they're more than their gifts. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she could finally see and realize that at the end, because she says, to Mirabel, you know, I asked my Pedro for help and he sent me you. Like he sent me, you know, this amazing person that wasn't given this gift, but she could still somehow like help our family and love our family enough to, um, you know, give them what they needed. Right. And I think eventually what what will happen with Mirabel is that she'll probably take over that role that Abuela has right now where Abuela doesn't have any gifts. She She's not magical by any means. Um, but she is kind of the keeper of the candle. She's the keeper mm-hmm. of the house. You know, she kind of oversees to make sure that the miracle is still there and growing and strong. Mirabelle will be that just a million times better, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, she, you know, she's grown up with these people that have, like, these amazing powers. And, um, you know, and her parents, you know, make sure to tell her, like, you know, you're just as special as anybody else in this family. Like, you don't have to have, like, these amazing superpowers. But, like, I think her, you know, her power is, like, she just loves her family so much. And, like, I think she just wants everybody to, um, like, she just roots for everybody mm-hmm. and, like, wants everybody to do, like, the best that they can. Um, And I think that that's, like, kind of her gift yeah. in a way. And that's something, like, I never really thought about that before until you just brought it now. That uh, Abuela, like, she was, you know, gifted this this magic. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when she was, you know, not older, but, like, you know, she was, you know, in her 20s or whatever, yeah. presumably. So, like, she didn't grow up around this magic. Mirabelle did. Mirabelle yeah. grew up with everybody in her life having a gift or a power. Other than her, the only other person in the family that didn't have it was Abuela, who was obviously overseeing everything. And then up to the last couple of years, Antonio, Mm -hmm. everybody else had some sort of gift or had something to offer to that. So, like, that's a good point where, you know, she's only grown up and she's only been around people with magic and people with powers. Like, you know, Abuela hasn't been. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I never thought about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I guess keeping on the topic of villains um Mm -hmm. let's kind of take a look at somebody else um (laughs) who we've read theories or we've seen theories um is also a sort of villain in this movie (laughs) yes it is dolores is dolores a villain um and i feel like that it's a very loaded question yes um because as we know her gift is she can hear everything like which has to be excruciating yeah, and very annoying, like I would think. Yeah, um I'd hate that. <laughs> yeah, that is not one I would want. <laughs> um, so we find out that she she knew Bruno didn't leave the house. Like she knew he's been living yep. in the walls with the rats. Yep, when they are building the house at the end of the scene or building Gasita back up at the end of the scene, she's like, Hey, I knew he he never left. I could hear him every day. And at that point, we're just like, really? Why didn't you Why say, didn't you say anything? a dang thing? <laughs> like, I don't. So I don't know if that makes her a villain. Um, but she's definitely a potster. Yeah, you said it earlier. <laughs> and I'm like, potster is probably a good term for her. Because, like, in the beginning of the movie... When Mirabelle's singing about her amazing family and all of their gifts and, like, the three little kids are bothering her about, like, what her gift is. And she's obviously trying to avoid that question, uh, you know, and right at the end um, when the kid's like, oh, she was just about to tell us about her super awesome gift. And then Dolores like, oh, Mirabelle didn't get a gift. Like, <laughs> like she knew she heard like Mirabel singing this song and like avoiding this question, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, she didn't get one." Not even like, that. Even if she hadn't heard that in any of the song, which obviously she must have. Yeah. Like, 
she's known for 15 years. She's known Mirabelle for 15 years at this point, and she's known for 10 years that Mirabelle didn't get a gift. Yeah. So just to casually be like, yeah, she didn't get a gift. Yeah. And just like walk away from that, like as if it's not a big deal. Right. I'm just like, that's a low blow. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the guy in that in the same song, they're going through and Mirabelle's like, adios. And then the kids are like, well, what is your gift? And then a random guy from the street throws her um, uh, an accordion. Yeah. And men's like, yeah, come on, let's keep singing. He knew. <laughs> right. Like, the, the, the townspeople know the gifts of the Madrigals because, obviously, like, they're beholden to yeah. the, you know, to, to what they have to offer. Yeah. So, like, he knows Mirabelle doesn't have a gift. <laughs> right. We know that the case because a different guy comes over and he's like, I have you, I give you the not special special. Yeah. Because you're not special. Yeah. So, like, everybody knows that she didn't get a gift. Everyone was at her ceremony when she didn't get a gift. Yep. So, then the guy with the with the accordion is just like, yeah, Mirabelle, come on, let's keep yep. singing about this. I'm just like, oh, you guys just... <laughs> bunch of bunch of D moves to Mirabelle. Yeah, yeah, not not very nice. Um, but getting back to Dolores, though, yeah, um, yeah, I, I just I I don't think that she's a villain per se. I think if anyone in the movie would be considered a villain, I would say it's Abuela. But even then, like I don't consider her. I guess like that she's typical... not like the classic Disney villain, but she definitely is like the bad person i guess i don't know yeah well she's she's the character that she's the toxic family member yes so <laughs> um which i mean I, i'm thinking of like mother gothel from yeah <laughs> from tangled like she's like that same type of like very toxic mother relationship in this mm-hmm. family we'll get to her a different a different yeah. episode um but you know i don't think again dolores is necessarily a villain but like she just She's kind of in it for her, her for in her in it for herself for a little bit, um, and I feel like she saw the way that obviously she treated Bruno to Bruno left, and then she sees the way that like Abuela treats Mirabel. So I think maybe just Dolores just kind of just shuts up and doesn't doesn't say anything, doesn't want to say anything to Abuela about right. Bruno. She'll, she'll she'll say stuff to other people, but not to Abuela because. When another thing she does is once Mirabelle pieces the um the vision the vision back together and she's talking to her dad and you know her dad's like you know we won't say anything we'll just make you make it through dinner or whatever and then they open the door and there's Dolores like because she like, I know I know and then of course like the next thing she does is tell somebody mm-hmm. so it's like yeah she's like a little pot stir and like she'll kind of talk to people except for Abuela mm-hmm. you know you know or like talk to people about like Bruno being in the walls. I, I feel I like it, she knows that if she were to have talked to uh if she would have brought up to her mom Peppa and you know brought it to Abuela like they would have been they would have been an argument. They yeah, would have been a, Abuela would have been like Bruno doesn't know what he's talking about. He left this family. He doesn't love the family. And so you know Dolores is kind of like well I don't want to disturb the peace. I just want to you know know what I know. I, I feel like she knows a lot. She obviously knows a lot more and kind yeah. of um, she's not the greatest at keeping some <laughs> secrets uh, safe. But um, I, I just it, it's very hard for me to root for Dolores, especially at the end where um, Mirabelle kind of introduces her to Mariano. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's just like, oh, I, I love you. Because that was kind of like her her vision from Bruno was. You know, the man of your dreams, the man that you love, is going to be betrothed to somebody else. Yep. So Mariana, yeah, was yep, betrothed to Isabella. So um, yeah, but then she ends up getting him in the end. So and then I'm like, <laughs> I like that makes like that little seed that they planted earlier on in the movie when she says that kind of comes back. So I'm like, I I love that type of storytelling where that kind of ties up a loose end that you didn't ever think that was going to happen. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like, yeah, but she knew Bruno was there every single day. She would yeah. have heard Bruno with the rats. She would have heard Bruno eating at his table oh that he gosh. painted next to that the kitchen. That breaks my heart every time. Mm-hmm. Like, when Mirabelle is just realizing, like, what she's looking at. Like, he literally sits there, like, behind the wall in, like, this little crack where he can see everybody. Like, he left, like, but he didn't leave. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, Dolores knew that the entire I time. Know. And she just flat out tells, she's like, yeah, I knew it. Like, she's talking to Camilo at the at the last song of yep. the, she's like, yeah, I knew he was here. I could hear him in the walls all every day. Every day. And like, 
say something. I know. Like, just say something. You're just so, it's infuriating because, like, she could have, like, saved probably a lot of this, like, trauma that the family went through had she just spoke up and said, yeah, he's still here. Like, we can still talk this over and we can still make this work and fix this family so that it wouldn't have to come down to Mirabelle. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't label her as a villain, but I would definitely say, like, she probably, like, she knew a very, like, big thing, and she probably should have said something. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Well, I guess maybe diverting to a not, um, like, deep or, you know, rude um, theory... (laughs) Let's go to something a little bit more cheery, I guess, is what <laughs> I want to go to. Um, we do see Isabella's, Isabella's room mm-hmm. um, in here, which I think I love her room. And we see Antonio's yeah. room. Um, one of the characters we don't actually see is Luis's room. Yeah. And I've, you know, we've both heard a couple different theories about what does Luis's room look like, but I'm wondering what you think Luis's room looks like. Um, yeah, we had kind of talked about this a little bit, and I guess I don't really have like um I don't know, like too big of an idea. Um, I just know like she's like super strong and like so I just kind of envision like this like kind of like workout space mm-hmm. for her. Um yeah, so I don't really... Um... Which it makes sense, because, like, Antonio's room is just full of animals. Right. That's his, that's his thing. Louise, yeah. or Isabella's room is full of flowers and yep. topiaries. So, like, um, that would make sense. So it makes sense that yeah. Louise's room would have, uh, like, a bunch of weights and, like, you know, things to make her stronger. But, like, mm-hmm. I always kind of envision there being just, like, this small hidden room, like, way in the back. Like, just... It's not even, like, a, it's a, its own room, but, like, just a small little, like, hidden door. That yeah. she can go into, like, no one looks at it. It's, like, behind, like, a thing of dumbbells or something. So, no one can get to it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she can open it up. And it's just awful of soft pillows and blankets and relaxing. But she never has the opportunity to go into it. Because the, the moment she wants to go into it, yeah. someone is calling her to the, pick up the donkeys or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, it, it's there. But she can't. I feel like she can't ever access it Mm -hmm. as easy as it would be for her to access it. She wouldn't be able to, because like, she's always getting pulled in a different direction. And, but, but that's what she really needs. And so I think like her room would probably, yeah, reflect that, that that is something that she needs, but doesn't really get to utilize um, as often as she should. Right. Um, Yeah. Cause she really like, I think out of anybody, like, in the family like she probably does like the most like work i mean obviously because of her gift um but then i think that also just like weighs on her the most because i think that's why you know she was probably like the first one to kind of feel um the magic like losing her power yeah she could feel that something was wrong because she could feel weak um so um yeah so i think because she does like the most work and stuff so i think that's why she was the first one mm, that makes to sense to kind of feel that i guess with the with the miracle dying yeah (laughs) so i think another big theory um and i think one of like the main ones that we talk about quite a bit is mirabelle i I don't know if sabotaging is the right (laughs) word um but when she goes to um touch the candle in her ceremony Mm -hmm. and then she wipes it on her dress yep i'm a hundred percent on board with she sabotaged. I know we I know we disagree on this one too. Oh, a little bit. I no, I just don't think um I don't think sabotage is the right word. Um I think cuz she took the the miracle from the candle instead of like putting it to her door, she put it to herself. Um so yeah, so I guess yeah, I guess Okay, yep. I'll agree with that one. Yep. So so she's at she's little 5-year-old, 6-year-old Mirabelle <laughs> Abuela gets her to the door. She held, holds onto the candle. And instead of grabbing the door like we see Antonio do yeah. and we see everyone else do, she wipes it on herself. And then goes to grab And then goes to grab it. And then the door disappears right. because she doesn't have that. I think at that point she's, she has sabotaged her inadvertently by yeah, the way yeah i guess she's like not, the sabotage sounds like a bad like she ruined she it. didn't want to get <laughs> yeah no. like she inadvertently sabotaged herself by wiping her hands on herself which had the miracle 
and that's why she didn't get a door. And your point is that she, the next thing she touches is herself. It's herself. So she must now be the miracle. Yeah. Uh, I like that idea. I do too. It ties in to, I think, so many, like, of, like, the theories and themes, like, um, you know, like, with the, um, with Casita being the spirit of Pedro and, you know, wanting to, um, you know, kind of send a message to Abuela, like, by not giving Mirabel a gift, per se. Like, she didn't get a, like, a door with, like, mm-hmm. a typical, like, Madrigal gift, um, because she is the gift. Um, cue, cue Mickey in the background <laughs> saying, you are the magic! Are the magic! <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, perfect. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do agree with that, and I do really like that idea, because um, we've talked about earlier in this episode, and we've talked about in the past where, um, Pedro's magic mm-hmm. um, or the, the the spirit of Pedro is what brings the magic to life. He is that that yellow glowing yep. dust. He is that yellow butterfly. Everything that's golden yellow in this film. Yeah, because there's Pedro. even um, three butterflies on his portrait that's hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, but- some, and something <laughs> I noticed when we just watched it earlier today um, when Mirabelle at the end where she has the, the doorknob and she places it into Casita and the whole thing, it, obviously the whole thing like glows in gold. That wasn't something I noticed, but on the archway of the, of the door that Mirabelle is now in front of. So now she has her own door. <laughs> um, but on the archway, there's butterflies all around yeah. it. And it's not, that's not something I guess I really noticed beforehand because I'm more focused on like, Oh, Mirabelle's finally on that door, like in the, the, the whole family and like, it's all glowing and everything, but yeah, I finally noticed those butterflies on the archway there. But like, so Pedro, he's he's just bestowing, you know, that gift or that magic. And so if the door is the portal to that person's new gift, yeah, that would make sense that the glow, the door would glow, or like you know, that's the first thing that's you know becomes magical after touching that candle. Because when you yeah. touch that candle, you're touching. The magic you're touching yep. that spirit of pedro but i mean mirabel touches herself yeah i like that i do too i remember hearing that that was probably one of the first things that um like one of the first series that like i had heard and i'm like i love that like immediately i'm like oh my gosh like nothing <laughs> has made more sense than this theory right here and i and it just goes into um i think too because um when they're all at dinner um, with Mariano and his mom, and she says, well, everyone here has a talent, so my Mariano would like to sing or whatever she says. Mm-hmm. Everyone at the table, she says, like, including Mirabelle, like, has, like, you know, some kind of, like, gift or whatever mm-hmm. is what is how I took it. So I'm like, well, they're still alluding to the fact that Mirabelle has, like some kind of gift mm-hmm. um and i guess another little sneaky easter egg in there bruno's also at that table because we know mm-hmm. behind that the family portrait there is his table yeah. and i've i've shown you a tiktok we actually put it up on the big screen tv and pause it if you look at that scene with everything going around there's a little that little space in the wood where bruno can see out of you can definitely see two sets of yeah. eyes looking through that that portrait yep. with everything going on. So he was there watching mm-hmm. the proposal. He was there seeing everything happening. Yeah. So like he was there with the family too. So everybody at that table had a gift, including Bruno, even though he wasn't at that physical yes. table. He was just on the opposite side of the wall at his own little table watching everything. And I, as soon as I saw that Easter egg, I was like, <laughs> there's no way. I thought there was someone like someone just kind of like CG'd or kind of made their own yeah. thing on TikTok. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is this true. Right. No, like you can legit <laughs> yeah. see two little sets of eyes in, in that crack in the wood during that scene. Like Bruno was there too. And I'm like, they just think of like the coolest things to put in these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, I, I guess like another thing too, that comes to mind with like Mirabelle, like, you know, being, you know, a, like she or she, like she has a gift. Like um, when like the house is crumbling and um and everyone's trying to get to the candle like like Mirabelle's the only one that can get there because she doesn't have to rely on like um like a special like 
gift that was like given. She doesn't um, need a special ability to be able to right, see Right, because you can see like everyone's like um gift is like is dying with the house. Mm-hmm. Um so then she's the only one that can get up there and like Casita like helps her, you know, climb up there and she's the one that's able to um to save the candle. And um, you know, and I think that just kind of proves more like she is like, you know, I don't know, like, yeah, like the miracle is like in her. Like, mm-hmm. so I think that's another thing that just kind of proves that too. Right. And it kind of that, that in that same vein, like the it proves that Casita is Pedro, um, especially in that final uh that kind of final sequence when the Casita is finally like cracking, they've just had this huge argument and like yeah. the house is like breaking down. Like Casita is still there to help um Mirabelle get up to there. And you've mentioned several times that um Casita kind of almost treats Mirabelle or like young children in the house the way that a grandparent would. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like um kind of diverting off of that for a second, uh, at Antonio's gift ceremony when they're, you know, making the house really nice for the big party. There's two little kids that are walking up the stairs and then the stairs turn into a slide and they're kind of like playing Playing, around with them. Like it's very much as way like a very playful, um, the, the, the house is interacting with these children very playfully, like a grandparent would. Yep. Yeah. Um, so in the end, when Casita is trying to help Mirabelle any way it possibly can, even though it is breaking down and it is about to, you know, fall apart, like it's still there. And Casita is still trying to help Mirabelle any way possible to get that candle. Yeah. Once the house finally crumbles, that candle goes out. So I'm like, at one point, I'm just like, if we're gonna go on to this tangent that Casita is Pedro and the can- the candle is Pedro, like, does that mean Pedro dies again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, guess that's pretty maybe sad. Like a little bit. Um, but I mean, there the the, the the I guess Pedro dying again, but like Mir- Mirabel still has the magic. She still yeah. has you know that gift inside of her. So at the end scene, yeah, when she puts the the doorknob back into the door and the whole house comes back yeah. to life. That was Mirabelle. She's bringing the She's magic. She's the miracle she was she waiting for. She is the mirror. Yep. <laughs> like everything, like I just, the more we talk about these theories and like how everything is connected, like I think we just discover like mm-hmm. new, <laughs> new things. Um, But yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about the ending, right? Yeah, let's go into okay. what we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, so I... The first time I saw it, I don't think the ending was very, like, cut and dry for me. And even to this day, I don't think it's very, like... It's it's pretty ambiguous as to, yeah. like, what... So, I think it just kind of depends on what you um, believe, like, in the movie. Like, I think after hearing um, the theory about, like, you know, Mirabelle, like, you know, taking the candle, like, magic and stuff and putting it on her. And, like, she is, um, like the miracle or, or whatever. Um, like I think her like rebuilding the house and like her walking down, um, with Antonio, like she does with him, like in his mm-hmm. gift ceremony, I think it's kind of like him walking her down, like to her, like new, like gift ceremony. And I think like, oh, I never, th- I never put that together. Yeah, like this is I, her gift ceremony. Yeah, this is her gift ceremony. Like, and she, oh, I getting, never thought of that. Yes. And uh, like, everyone is just kind of realizing, you know, Bruno even says it like, you're the real gift kid. Let us in. Like, this is her door. Like she's the one that like everyone was waiting for. Like she like, you know, is the gift, the miracle and everything. And like, she puts that handle in. Like, it has an M for Madrigal, for Mirabelle, for Miracle, and, like, that's her door. Oh, and, that like, makes – oh, over. I like that so much. Um, And, like, not, yeah. not – also to mention, like, at these gift ceremonies, the whole town is there. The whole town is yeah. here. They're in the background yeah. watching everything because they just helped finish yeah. build this house. So, like, the whole town is there. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, Antonio is yeah. walking her yeah. up to that. Like, oh, that makes oh, so much like, sense. going to make me cry. Like, every time <laughs> I watch that scene, it's just – Oh, it just makes me want to cry because, yeah, it's just, you know, and I never, like, until now, I never really, like, in the beginning when she's like, oh, I'm waiting on a miracle. Like, she's waiting for herself. Like, you know. She's waiting to realize that that's what it is. And, like, not only that, like, she's waiting to have Abuela realize that she is the miracle. She's waiting for the family to realize, like, 
again, you're more than, you know, just your gifts. Mm -hmm. Like you are the gift that makes our gifts work and makes our gifts happen. You are the magic. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Uh, There's just so much, there's just so much like that whole ending sequence is just, it really just unpacks a lot because, you know, I know we talked or you kind of mentioned it earlier about, um, Mirabelle like kind of forgiving Abuela and maybe kind of seeing things from her side um you get that whole beautiful sequence with Dos Orguitas and Mm -hmm. like um I love that song um and I know we saw um kind of like a theory about that song being more about Mirabelle and Abuela um which I never really like thought about yeah because in context with them because yeah when it when it comes out in the movie like or when it plays in the movie it's definitely meant to almost seem sort of like a love song between um abuela and pedro you know or alma and pedro when they're younger and like kind of like his his love letter to her yeah um which it plays off both ways like it's it's an amazing song but then like Lynn had to come in and make it like so many, like a, a bigger, deeper meaning. And, you know, hearing that theory that this was more of like an abuela and Mirabelle needing to come together, you know, that it was, it was almost like, duh, like that makes total sense. Yeah. Like, and I never thought about it that way. Like, um, like that dynamic of like them trying to like, yeah, kind of come together and like see, maybe see things like from, each other's point of view almost um mm-hmm. so i find that interesting um yeah because it just you know yeah, never really it, occurred to it me all falls down to like you know we've talked about it uh, a lot in this episode where it's just a lot of like familial trauma and like a yeah. lot of issues and i guess a lot of the the toxic and negativity that can come from big families or these these tight family bonds um but, you know, the Mirabelle says, like, you know, no matter how bad we're broken, we can still fix it yeah. together. Um, and Abuela, at the end of the movie, you know, to her credit, does say, like, you know, we are broken. Like, yeah. I broke this family. Yeah. But, you know, we can still make things work as long as we work together. And as long as we come together and realize, I guess, in her point, like, she did create a lot of this negativity or toxic you know kind of environment that the whole family was having to deal with yeah but like i apologize i'm sorry let's take the next step forward to make things better here yeah yeah and um maybe in real life that's probably too high of like expectations um but for like the context it doesn't always happen that way yeah and like the purpose of this movie like i i think that's exactly what everybody needed and um yeah and just like and it just goes to show like a like a healthy way to kind of like respond to that and you know and i'm glad that abuela was able to kind of see her own faults and everything Mm -hmm. and you know try to to make it better yeah so i think we're gonna wrap things up with this episode yeah uh with a question and uh, i think it's a very um appropriate question here based on the fact that mirabelle now has this brand new house that they just built yeah (laughs) all thanks to her uh does she have to go back to the nursery (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. And um, this last time we were watching it, you know, they go into the house and Casita's like, come on, everyone. And they start this, you know, this big celebration. There's a shot of from the top level going down to them all at, you know, in that center where you can see all the doors and they're all glowing and they're golden. It's got that star, you know, that glowing dust on it or whatever. There's no names on the doors anymore. So I don't think that anybody has a room anymore. I don't, I don't, maybe like they don't, none of them have like their, I mean, they all have a, their own specific room. They're not mm-hmm. all like just changing rooms whenever they want. But like, I don't think that they have like that, that big open room for their specific gifts. Now they probably just have a room that they can just, they all can be like individually who they need to be or they want yeah. to be. Um, not who Abuela thinks they need to be or what their <laughs> gift holds them to be. 
Um, yeah. And so that's why, like, when I saw that, I'm like, none of the doors have pictures on them, or none of the doors have their names on them, or none yeah. of the doors are having carvings on them. So I'm just kind of like, well, maybe none of them have, like, per se, like, their own, like, specific Isabella has, fl- you know, flowers for miles type of room, but they have a room for them. Wait, so do you think it's like a, like a normal looking room? Like it's not like a, I mean, I don't think that like, you know, Isabella is going to walk into a room with just like a queen size bed and like a nightstand and a lamp. Like I'm sure there's going to be like some sort of like special room to it, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know it. What do you think? Um, okay. Well, one, I don't think Mirabelle has to go back to the nursery. I think she I'll has. Agree with that. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think she's going to have like her own space. Um, in Kanto too. <laughs> yeah. In the house. Um, but yeah, cause I know there's an interesting theory, um, about the pictures on the doors, like that the, the doors show like adult versions of everyone except for Antonio, um, because of like the expectations or whatever that is placed upon, um, them from Abuela. Um, but Antonio doesn't get the adult version of him because, um, like he, like Mirabelle walks down like the ceremony with him. Like she's kind of like, um, I don't, like she hasn't like taken over, but like she's more in a position to like, I guess, like take over like Abuela's like position yeah in the house um so he gets to be more of like a kid and stuff and i don't know if i really like agree with that like i think like i'm more on like you know they kind of like just grow up with the person um so he's a kid right now so he just gets like a kid i like i like that idea that the Um, the doors in the room should grow up with the person yeah because like especially when like louisa or isabella when they had their um room ceremonies they would have had it, presumably they would have had like the older versions of themselves on the door, mm-hmm. which I don't like because then you're, you're kind of saying like, this is the person you're going to grow up to be with yeah. this gift instead of take this gift and grow into the person that you're meant yeah. to be. But then I kind of like, you know, because then it kind of falls into like Abuela's expectations and what they need to use the gift for. So I can right. kind of see that, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure on that one. Um, I don't know. At the end of the day, Abuela ain't running this <laughs> in the ship anymore. This is, this is Mirabelle. She's got the keys. She's the one that's opening up the door. Yeah. She has the magic. I think, I, I, I honestly think that they, they do have the room to create a second movie with this shift in dynamic of Abuela's expectations and how this family should be run to now Mirabelle has now opened everybody's eyes. Yep. Um, you know, she almost has her own kind of vision now that everyone with her can green glasses. With her green glasses <laughs> that she can kind of open up everybody's eyes to take your gift and do what you can do best with it that yep. makes you happy, not what you know we think you should do to make you know the whole Encanto or the whole town happy. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, at the end, too, like, when the town is, like, coming to to help, you know, they're like, you know, we don't have gifts, you know, but we're willing to help, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that's... Um, and Abuela was cool with that, but when <laughs> Mirabelle comes, he's like, I don't have any gifts, but I'm just here to help. I made you the, these really cool mm-hmm. candle holders, and she's like, yeah, maybe you should let this to somebody else. Like, right. oh, I just... Abuela really makes <laughs> me mad. She like, does, I just yeah. don't like her. I don't... One, I don't think that... Anybody would would assume that an abuela in real life would make this turn <laughs> where they'd be like, oh, yeah, she's admitting she's wrong and she's going to change for the good. Like, I don't think that's going to happen in real life. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, um, but I, it's it's beside the point now. Yeah. Um, I just like I just the more I watch it and every time I watch it, I'm just kind of like, man. Abuela needs to like kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Like she's just so like she's yeah she's very much that toxic person um in the family and but she's also the head of the family so that makes it uh, very yeah. very hard. But they've they definitely addressed that and yeah. you know going forward into this fictional family and then the Encanto you know they they will yeah. hopefully remedy that for for the future of of them but. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, like, I think just, like, the messaging of this film, like, I think you just kind of have to, like, you know, 
look inside yourself, like, you know, and, you know, just, you may not think that you're special or you have any, like, you know, great abilities, um, but I think everyone has something special or something that they're good at or something that they can um, put out into the world to make it a better place. Yes, Um, you can always contribute something. You don't need special powers, like, growing whatever you want like isabella or you know being super strong like louisa or seeing the future like bruno like you you have power to 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 make the world a better place even if you don't have those superpowers or that that gift or you know whatever your you know special ability is yeah and i think like just like the family dynamics like i think you know even if there is like toxic people in your life um you know like abuela like there's always um i think good people in there like you know like mirabelle's parents like they're they're amazing and um i think the connection that um mirabelle and bruno kind of gain um, you know, with being like distant and not knowing each other, but I think they really connect like being like the outsiders of the family and um Yeah, the family weirdos always yeah, get a bad rap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they like make that connection and help the family in the end. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, there's just there's just so much like good and love and like positive like messaging like throughout this whole film. And um I just think like the the thing I really take away from it is just like Mirabelle like realizing like she's she was the miracle like she still had a gift like even if she wasn't like physically like given one um and I think that's what we can kind of all see in like all of us like you know we're still mm-hmm. we're still just as special as everybody else here and so. subliminally we all should have known this because Mirabelle and Miracle are only one letter <laughs> <I> off <laughs> it's right there it's 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 out there yeah. in the open for us but um I think this was a really fun deep dive into Encanto. Yes. It's one of our favorite movies. Um, we were kind of talking about like, you know, is this like a top five movie for us? And I think for me, it probably is. A, like it, it easily top 10 Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really done like a, a full on ranking, but um, this one would definitely probably be in like my top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just that connection, like the music is just amazing. Um yeah, it just gets me every time. And I think every time we watch it, like, we're always just talking about it. Like, we're always just like, oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. saw this theory. Or, like, I just realized this or saw something new. Um, so, like, this this format yeah. of, like, dig- digging a little deeper into it, like, it really works for us because we're always talking about this movie. We yeah. always um, – <laughs> we mentioned earlier that we just watched it a couple weeks ago, which was a really cool experience. Um, we live in Green Bay, and they do, like, this outdoor movie um uh, kind of up by the Lambeau Field. Yeah, at the Tidal Town District. At the Tidal Town District. District. So we okay. were up on the hill kind of watching, and it was really, really cool to see, like, everybody really enjoying this. Um, and just everyone has their own, like, thoughts and opinions on it. And, you know, yeah. just it's it means so much and means, uh, you know, so many different things to so many different people. Yeah. And I think that's, like, that quintessential, like, Disney movie. Like, mm-hmm. it it... it tugs on everyone's heartstrings it always has it's a message for everyone there were so many different walks of life there and it was just so cool to like be there and see that and just realize like you know this movie means so much to so many people and um we're just we're i i go back to i'm really glad that we were one of like i feel like one of the first like original (laughs) fans of it because you know we were the ones to see it in the theaters first yeah um another thing that comes to mind too is um i think like uh kids um who they identify with or who they like um most in this movie um you know i think um a lot of um kids would like be like oh yeah i really like isabella because she's really pretty and beautiful and she's kind of like the princess of the movie but so many of them like louisa because she's strong and powerful Mm -hmm. and i love that so much i know um our friend katrina and like her little girls like they they love Louisa mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. And I think that's, that's amazing. We're even seeing kids like identify more with like Antonio because of his gifts with the animals and like mm-hmm. just really being in tune with like wanting to learn more about animals or, or Mirabelle just kind of being like that quirky yeah, type of character different. that, you know, you know, is a little bit different, but you know, still is very powerful in her own ranking. So like, yeah, like, like, like I kind of said earlier, like, Isabella, it seems like she would be like that Disney princess yeah. that all the girls want to be. But like, yeah, like a lot of a lot of people or a lot of children, like I see, kind of gravitate yeah. towards Louisa because you know she can be vulnerable, she can be strong, mm-hmm. she can be funny, she can be 
you know, um, you, you know, just very confident and it's everything that like, you know, kids need to be. Yeah. And I think that's another thing about Isabella, like in her change where she, you know, she's like, I've been stuck being perfect my entire life. And it's like, she wants to be able to like go out there and like be a little different. And you mm-hmm. get to see that at the end, like with her, like clothes being all mismatched and she's making cactuses that are pointy and not mm-hmm. perfect. And, um, yeah, oh, that's just the messaging. And like, I feel like we could just go on and on about this movie. <laughs> like, I'm trying to wrap it up here. And we just keep talking. <laughs> and I, that, that's exactly what these episodes are made for. Yeah. That's exactly what these extra, ma- or not extra magic minutes. That's a different type of episode. Uh, these, these dig a little, dig deeper, a little deeper episodes, episodes. Yeah. are meant to be. So you can just kind of talk about something that we really, really love and just go on tangents and <laughs> yeah. go on and, you know, just talk about it. And, you know, it's, uh, I love it. I, I think that this series is is going to do really, really well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I already know the next movie I want to try doing um, or a couple movies I want to try doing next. And um, if there's any movies that anybody listening would like us to maybe dig a little deeper into, we would definitely love to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. And if you have any like theories, thoughts, um, Easter eggs, things that you found in a, in Encanto, like we would love to hear them. Like I'm always like down for hearing um right. new things about this movie. Um, you know, I think there's like there's so much, like there's so much to unpack and mm-hmm. see. And um, so yeah, so please uh leave us a message or a comment. Um yeah, and we again we always appreciate you guys um for yeah. listening um and for all the support that we get and on, on here, especially on our YouTube and our Instagram page. Like we get a lot of um a lot of interaction and engagement on there. So um, we really appreciate all that. And uh, we're just super, super excited to talk to you guys next week. I think we have another fun episode uh, for you guys planned next week. Um, (laughs) We're going to kind of be taking you behind the scenes and showing you all of our collection, Mm -hmm. all of our Funkos, all of our lounge flies. So that'll be a really fun episode to to show off. So that would be another one um, to follow on YouTube on. Well, obviously, uh, you know, make that announcement here, but we're going to show you guys lots of pictures, lots, lots of video. Um, and we're, we're Tyler very excited did, for that. Yes, Tyler did amazing, like, editing <laughs> that episode. Thank you. So if you guys could take the time to go watch um, it over on YouTube, um, he did an incredible job piecing that all together. So it took a lot of time, so we would appreciate if you could go take a look over there. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but, uh, again, appreciate you guys. And for this episode of the Team Unicorn Podcast, I am Tyler. I'm Sammy. And, and it's, it's been, been magical. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Team Unicorn Podcast. You can find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like, and review wherever you are listening. And follow us on Instagram to keep up with all things Team Unicorn. And remember, stay magical.